strong. I taste it in my mouth. I taste it in my mouth. That can go. You were supposed to say that's what she said. You always say that's what she said when I say stuff like that. I'm sorry. My energy is getting low. Well, get it up. That's what she said. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to just keep that's what she said to myself. You petty as hell for like half laughing at my joke right now. You know that, right? Anywho. Yo. What up, world? It's your girl, Kelly Howard. Here sharing my personal experiences on how being petty almost ruined my life. Yes, all those petty ways and consuming my precious days just petty thoughts just ugh. why he packed like that mm. why is she looking at me is she can you believe she coming on my post saying xyz did what just pettiness just all consuming and i know you want to be less petty too don't you girl well, check out these bars hey be less petty with your time okay. be less petty with your mind be less petty with your blame all that petty shit is lame. Hey. be less petty with your friends love first make amends be less petty with your life be less petty with your wife okay be less petty with your mom be less petty with your job be less petty be less petty be less petty baby body aches migraine chronic illness anger pains all it comes from is being petty hey i'm telling you now Uh uh-huh you don't want to do it nope because that petty shit will have you in room social media yep be less petty there because all i'm petty comments ain't gonna get you nowhere you don't even want to be petty i feel it you just doing it Cause it's socially acceptable But don't nobody want no more We wanna move on to a new time Where we can love and spit these rhymes Like what? I wanna love everybody But is that even possible? With this pretty behavior I don't know why I start singing It was just in me Now my ears are ringing My ears are Hey, 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 welcome back to Be Less Petty, the podcast. I am your host, Kelly Howard, and I am sitting here with my amazing co-host, Mike Jew. Say hi, honey. Hi, honey. Oh, he's so precious. Oh, the baby. Uh Anywho, guys, thanks for checking in right now on this particular episode. We are doing a recap of season one, which was Be Less Petty about relationships. And we're going to tell you what we have coming up. So this is going to be a short but mighty episode. And don't cheat and only listen to this episode if you haven't heard the other episodes. Go back and listen to those episodes because though you'll get some takeaways that we took away from the episodes, it is something much deeper in every episode that I'm sure you will be that will be of value to you. So um, we're going to dig right in. I'm really, really thankful for all of the guests that we had on last season. Um, I really felt like I personally learned a lot about how to deal within my relationship a lot better, um, especially on episode one with Anita Chapala talking about communication. Like I really felt like I took away some valuable stuff. Uh, one of the main things I felt that made the biggest difference from that episode was space is the new respect. And what that is, is we talked about having an argument and when things get too intense, being able to recognize that you need to stop 
pause and walk away. You can't necessarily finish uh, argument in any productive way like that. So it's best to just pause it, go have a thought and then come back and revisit it when you're of better sound in mind, um, which I think is really cool. And just to give a little quick plug uh, on my Be Less Petty TV, I also talked about rereading your text before sending it, which is on YouTube. So make sure you check out that episode because it kind of falls in line with taking that breath before finishing the argument. Uh, that's what I took away. Honey, what did you take away from the episode with Anita? Did you feel like anything touched you in particular or it changed you in any way? <laughs> well, my husband was already perfect. So therefore, uh, you know. Well, I don't I don't I don't remember everything in the episode, but that I, I, I do like uh, your takeaway of stepping away. <laughs> From the argument, um, I'm, she did mention. Uh, I think she. It was either that episode or the infidelity episode where she mentioned, if you're going, if you're having thoughts about something, not being scared to, uh, or having thoughts about someone, um, not being scared to talk about that, and then as a partner or as a mate. Um, being able to receive it without shutting that down and you know so you know without shutting down that thought or making that person feel bad for feeling that way or you know having the uh courage to to talk about it and you know i kind of took that away just outside of just relationships but even when we talk about our you know talk to our children um taking you know and you and this is something that you constantly talk about or and and trying to train me on is when they do come to us with something that might be a little uncomfortable, not uh, not turning that into an interrogation and not turning that into something that's going to make them feel more uncomfortable, but actually encouraging them to continue to share those instances that although, you know, as parents, it's uncomfortable for us to hear. Yeah. Um, it, it definitely is better to make them feel more safe. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I think we we got hit with some we got hit with some heavy news over this break, y'all. Uh, our children are both exploring their sexuality. I'll just leave it at that. And uh, <laughs> well, let's let's also you know we want to preference that by saying that they're seventeen and eighteen. Yeah, they are they're seventeen, not, eighteen. They're not they're children. Not, they're they're not ten and eleven. Yeah. <laughs> That is very true. Thank you. Um, yeah, they're 17 and 18 and they're exploring their sexuality, which we are totally fine with because one thing I never want to do is make them feel like it's something wrong for them wanting to desire sex or explore that part of them. Like I was one of the kids that kind of was raised with restrictions around that and it kind of was uh, whispered about and put down in a way. And uh, it just never made me feel good about sex, which probably has a lot to do with some of the sexual issues I deal with in our marriage. I'm sure that's why, honey. I'm sure that's why I'm dealing with... <laughs> kind of a different episode. Kind of a different episode. <laughs> uh, but no. Yeah, so when I think about um, our girls, though, you know, they came to us and they told us about some things that they've been exploring, thinking about, and doing. And um, I just had to say thank you for being so honest with us. Yeah, and I, I took a slightly different... <laughs> Communication route, um, staying on the topic of communication, I, I took a route of, you know, I turned it into an interrogation. And uh, my wife had to quickly stop me yeah. and then remind me that, you know, well, and, and kind of tell me why she was not 
she was not in a position kind of to her first point of taking a breath, walking away. Um, she just, neither one of us, we, we weren't prepared. We weren't prepared for that conversation. Oh, God, yet. no. We were playing phase 10 yeah. when it came up. Like, we were like, <laughs> we were playing, we were a, we were playing a card mode. game. <laughs> um, so when she, you know, when she brought it up, it was kind of like, but the first one, we weren't. The first, oh, yeah, one, the first one, you, we were joking. We were we joking were around, joking. getting ready for bed. And then you just up and asked her, like, are you sexually active? And then she's like, not really. And, and she's like, well, and then, is receiving considered right. sexually active? We like receiving what? Right. And then I <laughs> turned it into something because I wasn't, neither one of us were prepared. And so then my wife, you know, when after she walked away, I remember you were, um, we were talking about it. And you're like, well, I'm not prepared to have this conversation yet. And so, you know, I didn't want to interrogate her. I didn't want her to make, I don't want her to feel bad. All I could do is thank her for it. You know, I wanted to go in though. Um, but, you know, I, I, I tr- you know, what we learned from that episode was, um, you know, take a breath, make sure that the person is comfortable, um, you know, that you maintain that trust, that yeah. they, they stepped out when they told you the truth about something that they knew that you would probably be uncomfortable with. Mm-hmm. And they stepped out and, and told that truth. So, Which to, says a lot because I would have never said I would have never come out to my mom. But see, that, that has a lot to do with the communication walls that were built up between you and your mom. Yeah. Right. And same, you know, I mean, it's just as a child, you're just naturally scared to yeah. kind of express those kind of feelings. But um, I think at this age. Uh, and even, you know, in hindsight, I wish I would have adopted that methodology when my when my daughter was younger. Um, I didn't. And yeah. um, and I don't think most parents do. But I think that that's something that we that's definitely a good takeaway from that episode. For sure. So thank you so much, Anita Chapala, for your insight um, on communication. And she's at uh, Relationship Reality 312. If you guys want to look her up, she was pretty dope. And I suggest you go back and actually listen to that episode because it was very, very insightful. And I sometimes listen to it again just because I got so much out of it. Um, we've had a lot of great guests on our Bob and Shona. Uh, Shana, God, I keep calling her Shona because she has an O in her name. Please forgive me. Uh, Bob and Shauna was really, really cool too on the Tender Love and Care episode. We actually went out to dinner with them and have become friends with them because they're such dope people. Um, and it it literally is just me reaching out to them because I was searching for people who uh, had expertise in relationships and they responded and we've been friends now. And I just, I just really respect their relationship because people will look at them from the outside looking in and say, Oh God, they're so corny, you know, and, and they can be, they can definitely be, please, please forgive me, Bob and Shauna. They can definitely be like very corny, but the love that they have for one another is so genuine and authentic and beautiful. And it just shows you what you can have with a mate if you're willing to have it. And um, so I, I really, really respect them. Plus they had an element of self love Prior to meeting one another, they took the time to work on themselves and really, really get in line with what they wanted in a relationship. And so for the people that's out there still dating and trying to figure out what that is that they want in a relationship, you know, my suggestion and one of the takeaways that I took away from that episode was get in tune with yourself first. Like, what do you love about you? What are the things that you are willing and not willing to tolerate? What are some things that you want for your future? And making sure that you really understand that on a really, really deep level before just launching into a relationship, hoping that this person gives you that. Because that's a really rough, I mean, 
honestly, me and Mike, we've come so far. But going into our marriage and in our relationship, I think we both wanted something from one another. We wanted it in a large way to be fixed or helped or you know, taken care of, like, oh, I've been in shitty relationships, make me feel better, make me, you know, I've been with mates that didn't understand me, make make me feel like you understand me, like, I wanted something from him. But now, you know, in hindsight, looking back, uh, I'm glad that he didn't give it to me in the way that I wanted it, because I would have never figured out how to give it to myself, which I really think is way more powerful in being in a partnership knowing how to give yourself that love because then you can genuinely give it to someone else as well. Yeah. What I took away from Bob and Shauna is, um, and what I still take away from them, uh, you know, cause we follow them on social media, we're friends with them. And, um, what I take away from them is that they, they support each other tremendously in everything that they do. And they also do a lot of things together mm-hmm. and they're kind of following a similar path, um, of, you know, coaching and not just relationship coaching, but also just personal life coaching for people. They're both kind of taking that path and they're helping each other. They're supporting each other and you see it. Yeah. And, um, and I think that if you're going to be in a partnership or marriage, it's so easy. And you and I were there and we're still working on some things, but, um, where, you follow, you each have your own individual path, mm-hmm. but never does it come together. And, um, you know, I, and I think that's danger. I think that's a recipe for disaster in a marriage because you're, you're, you're not even speaking the same language at a certain point. Because you definitely need something you do together. You need for something sure. together. And, yeah. um, you know, and I think that, I mean, I think this podcast is a good start for us. Yeah. Right. But that, and I, and, but when I look at Bob and Sean, I see them. And obviously, you know, every relationship has their ups and downs. But um, I see them building a lot of things together. Yeah. And so, um, you know, that's a definite takeaway from looking at what they've built and what they're building. Yeah, it's definitely beautiful. I they They have a lot of admirable traits in their relationship and I definitely follow them on IG and I like all of their corny posts and I love it (laughs) because they even have like this thing they do uh where they have a handshake or a hand uh clapping did you see that where they like they have like this thing where they clap hands and they like just it's it's almost like kids back in the day where you'd be like um you know um god what are the words I'm looking for uh like Oh, like pity pat yeah it's like pity pat like it's, it's a type of pity pat but they do it and they remind each other like they be like do we need to do our handshake if like one is having a bad day and then they do like this self-love like i love you kind of pity pat handshake with each other <laughs> oh i haven't seen yeah, that. yeah that you gotta check out it's definitely corny but it sounds cute it's cute it's cute it's like you know innocent kitty cute you know but at the same time it it creates a certain level of intimacy within their relationship that doesn't necessarily have to be sex because I think that we have a skewed idea of what intimacy means it's like are we having sex or are we not and I don't think that that's what the the whole of intimacy I think it can be um several different ways and they show that in their relationship um and speaking of intimacy and sex we had karen washington on the sex therapist and uh i got a lot of takeaways from that that i don't implement in my marriage (laughs) why are you looking like that it it it, i'm just (laughs) i'm trying y'all i am trying and i don't want to keep i don't want to keep 
putting it on the, you know, the molestation and all of that stuff or the MS. I mean, those are obviously components of why I am so reserved. But at the same time, one thing I will say that I have done is I have taken action to work on those things. You know, in therapy, I definitely talk about those things. I'm working through it with my therapist. And it's, it's a part of me that exists but I don't think should define me for the rest of my life I don't think I should be able to hide behind that and uh and continue to abstain from sexual activity with my husband because of it uh it's not fair to our relationship and it's definitely not fair to him and I don't even think it's fair to me I think it's so much sexual exploration that um I have yet to tap into because of whatever fears that I have in my subconscious and I want to I want to go into that a little bit more you know Karen Washington said something about um you know touching on yourself and exploring yourself and I've been trying to do that I've been looking at my little cooch in the mirror you know what I mean and just trying to look at it and try to touch myself in ways that make me feel comfortable with my own body and um yeah I've just been and I read some of the books that she offered. I read The Body Keeps the Score, which is a really, really good book. Um, and I'll put the information about that in the show notes. Uh, and I'm, yeah, I'm trying, babe. I'm trying. I know. Yeah, you know. <laughs> the way you came back so quick with that, I know. It's like, I know. I, I don't, because I don't, uh, you know, it's, uh, we've talked about this where it's, um, there's other things that I've learned. At first, and you know this, that at first there was an issue in our marriage. And I think for most men, it would be an issue. Yeah. Um, because, well, let me not get into the because, but it, it could be an issue. But when you learn to appreciate your mate for other things and um, realize that, you know, we're all dealing with our own things. If it wasn't sex, it might be something else. Yeah. Right. And so it's, it's not the, uh, for me, it wasn't, it's not a deal breaker. And, um, you know, I could always touch myself, so. (laughs) (laughs) Another takeaway I got from Karen's episode was making time for intimacy. Uh, Though I have not necessarily done this yet, um, I often think about it. uh, And I'm starting to learn that thinking about these things are not the same as doing them. (laughs) Um, Kind of like. Thinking about dieting or thinking about going to the gym. Right. If you don't necessarily do them, you're still going to be overweight and, and unhealthy. It's just what it is. But I will say thinking about them actively and in incorporating them into my meditative practice and talking about them with my therapist has made me more curious about it um and I, I'm constantly talking about sex whether it's with friends or whether it's with my therapist or whether it's you know with the girls and pushing them to explore their sexuality like I want I want that not to be an issue because I think it's natural I think it's a natural thing that we as a society has made unnatural and weird and uncomfortable which makes no sense because that's how we procreate so it's I don't even understand it but either way um yeah I'm trying to get better with that so thank you Karen Washington for being on and helping me yes thank you Karen explore explore some of those parts Um, but it it is a lot of great episodes that I think you guys should check out the entire series if you have not Um, some other great episodes I would I would acknowledge I would advise acknowledge I would advise you to check out his young love we had my daughter on faith where she talked about being in a um, emotionally unhealthy relationship 
We also talked about um, being ghosted with Isaac Paul. He's the guy that runs the Tequila Tales uh, show that goes on here in Chicago, which is a really dope show. I think you should and, and come to live. It's not a show, actually. It's like an interactive uh, talk show where we explore different things within relationships and questions are posed and then the mic is passed around and everybody gives like their two cents. So it's like Facebook, but in real life. Um, so you can comment personally. And uh, Love and Entertainment with Alex Kuhlman talking about her with her. Uh, they both do the same thing. They're both stand-up comedians, which can be a very challenging thing. Um, and Up Close and Polyamory, which was very interesting with uh, Nikki Nigo, rhymes with ego, and Chad Goodrum. They are a polyamorous couple and they have different, you know, other mates outside of the marriage, which was really interesting uh, to me. I, one, of, one of my takeaways was just, I guess, be open to whatever, but I don't necessarily know if I would be able to, <laughs> to, uh, to have additional mates in addition to, first of all, you know, it's a lot to just deal with the one mate I got. I don't know if I could bring in other <laughs> mates and then have to commit to them in intimate and sexual ways. I don't know if but I you would know what, what have I, that. What I took away from them is, and I think that you and I have talked about this, is that, um, and then actually one of, one of our guests even mentioned it, but it's a lot for to depend on one person to fulfill everything. That's a lot. Right. So, you know, which is why we have we should have a good social circle. We should have friends that we're able to talk, you know, talk to about other things. But I think if we were to really kind of dive into beyond our social beyond what's socially acceptable and right and taking their relationships into um, account, I actually think that there's some truth to what they're talking about because, yeah. and I think that's where they were going with it is that it's not, it's, there's, there's no way in hell one or two or three people can fulfill the needs of everyone else. Now, of course, we're supposed to fulfill our own needs, but we have to be social. Um, the intimacy is a huge thing, right? It's something that we're working on, but intimacy is a big, big, big deal for people for mammals right not even just you know people but you know for us it's it is something to to you know just those those things that we do kind of desire so i don't i'm not going to say it's the it should be the norm right but i think it's to each his own um but i understand i i absolutely understand the point because it's uh there is something to be said about that and i think if if somebody is able to expand their thinking beyond social conformity um I think that there's some happiness there. You want to be with somebody else? I don't want to be with somebody else, but if it's I'm some... saying, do you want to add some people though? Do you want a couple more? I've never thought about adding people to our relationship. <laughs> well, it will be your side. I don't mm-hmm. want to add no people. It will be your side. But I'm giving you the I'm giving you the public okay. Are you? To add. <laughs> <laughs> Are you? Am I really? Are you really? <laughs> Who the fuck is that bitch? Like, <laughs> I think I, I think I'm giving you the public. Okay, no, your face is like hell. No, I don't even want to do. I'm not even. I'm not. I'm not going down that path. <laughs> very wise man. Very wise man. Um, and our final episode was infidelity. Look at there. Look at that. Look at that lead in. Look at that lead in right there. That our final episode was infidelity exposed with. Yet again, Anita Chapala, she came on and gave us her um, in-depth understanding of 
infidelity in, in the cases that she particularly deal with with her clients. And uh, one of my takeaways from that episode was defining what cheating looks like. I don't think a lot of couples do that. I don't think we, you know, because it, I mean, with the infidelity that we personally dealt with in our relationship started way before it actually started. And I could have seen it had we established what infidelity or what cheating looked like. You know, I'm just saying that the closeness of your relationship, oh, it was yeah. a very close relationship. It was a good friendship yeah. anyway. And and I never said anything about your friendships with women because that's just who, when we met, that's just who you were. But had we defined that early on, you know, that would have been something that would have been out but in there the were, open. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm still kind of on the fence with that one because I don't, I don't think you wouldn't have done it. I'm just saying, well, because there were other things that were going on th- at the time. Yes, you know, I mean, at the end of the, being friends, there was no thoughts earlier on of it was just it was no different than just hanging out, kicking it. Right. And it, it wasn't like I lied about anything earlier on. It wasn't like I said, you know, you knew that that you knew where I was going to be and who I was going to be with. It was um, there were other factors. I don't I think that some things I don't think that that's been completely flushed out. So I don't I don't want to I don't want to say that what I will I took away from from that is. And I don't know, I'm still kind of on the fence about this as well, but it's kind of like. Micro like micro cheating is what she taught or was it called micro cheating. Yeah, micro cheating. And um, like little flirtatious behavior, little flirtatious, which that like didn't that. that wasn't occurring. Not on your end. Well, no, I don't. I don't think that that was occurring on anyone's end. I don't. I don't see that. And I'm not gonna. I, I'm. You know that person isn't here or was here to defend. Clearly, we still need couples therapy in this area, guys. <laughs> this is very obvious. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think that's. A, I think that is too assumptive. I don't think that that's. I don't. I don't even know if that's a word. Assumptive. That, it sounds good. Sounds it sounds good. like a good I hope word. It's a word. It's, it should be a word. It should be a word. Like squoze. Squoze. Yeah. Squoze should be a word. <laughs> we were there. We were there. <laughs> we were there, baby. <laughs> you know, but I think that's assumptive. And I don't, if that's a word. You're going to keep using I'm it. Gonna keep, just, I'm going to use that it's one. It is assumptive. <laughs> just like how I used, still use squoze. <laughs> but, I, you know, I just think that, um, but I do understand where she's going with that, right? And But I think that there's parts that are important, right? And, and I think that's kind of like sharing with a friend of the relationship. Exactly. Right. And that was a big one. That's a big the one. The friend of that's the relationship. A, that's a big one. And that's something that I'm very mindful of today. Yeah. Right. And and I took a, a big part of that, you know, you know, from that talk, but then just in life lessons. Right. And making sure that and not saying that, you know, at the time that that person was not a friend of the relationship, but being more mindful about what I'm sharing and why I'm sharing it. And just so you guys know, when we say friend of the relationship, it's somebody that is in full support of you and your mate. They respect what you guys have and they, you know, and they show that very clearly that they honor what you guys share. And it is no questionability about their intentions when it comes to you two. So they they have a friendship within the, the marriage itself, whether relationship or partnership. Right. And, um... You know, and I, but I'm more mindful of that because not just because of what I'm sharing and with who, but what are my intentions behind the share. So, for instance, I, you know, back then I, I know that I was looking for support, 
I was looking for somebody to say, you're right, she's wrong. Right. Today, I would not look for that, right? I would look to you for that, right, to have that conversation. Um, but because I was in a place back then where I was so insecure about myself, I was looking for validation. Right. And so I think that's, you know, there's, there's I think there's a lot of layers to that. Yeah. But, um, so, I mean, I, I, you know, that's my takeaway, though, is to, is from her was the sharing part and making sure that you, you do have a, somebody that if you're going to share, make sure it's somebody that's a friend of the relationship. So, for instance, I have a therapist. Um, <laughs> that is the friend of the relationship. The friend of the relationship. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> as long as you pay that $20 deductible every week. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, this was a really good series, though. Like, I really, really walked away learning a lot. And I just thank all of my guests, every last one of them from episode one to I think it was eight or nine episodes. Every single one of them were impactful in a major way. Um, and yeah, I'm excited to go into season two, which is be less petty about health. What better way to start the new year than even though it's not coming out until late February, early March, but it's still about being less petty about our health, um, diet, our mental health. That is really, really huge. And I'm really excited to explore the depths of mental health, especially in relations to women of color, because we are, um, naturally very, I don't want to call us intense, but we, we're very passionate people. And, you know, we put a lot of energy and effort into a lot of things. And sometimes that can be looked at as um, unstable in some ways or, you know, bipolar or whatever. It's it's so many labels that are being placed on women of color because of um, the way that we express ourselves and, I don't think they're all accurate. And so I want to really dig deep into mental health and women of color. And if there is some underlying mental health conditions, how do we deal with that? Right. How do we um, who do we talk to? Um, how do we explore proper medications if there is a medication that's needed or can we not have medication? Can we do other things like meditation or yoga to, um, you know, balance that so I want to really explore that going into season two and um, I want to have a better relationship with my body and with food and just making sure that I'm energizing myself with good things to eat which is why I'm really really excited to have my very first guest on for season two um, Blair Christian she's an amazing comedian and fashion designer as well as dancer which is what she is known for you guys may have heard her on Kelly Talks because I had her on as a guest then but she'll be on talking about vegan um, eating and just living a very clean, healthy life because that is what she does. And you can see it in her skin. You can see it in her body. You can see it in her personality. She's always full of just life. And um, I really do think it has a lot to do with how she eats. <laughs> uh, not all to do with how she eats, but a lot to do with how she eats. So I am really excited to cultivate some of those same habits into my life uh, by having her on as my first guest. Uh, are you looking forward to anything in next season about um, Be Less Petty About Health? I think the big topic is is always going to be mental health. Mental health, yeah, 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 yeah. It's um, that's a big one. I, I mean, I I'm not going to silo it into women of color. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> but um, you know, I think that that's a big one, and um, I think it drives a lot of our behaviors and habits, and uh, I I don't think people take it as serious. I mean, I think that there's, I think it's becoming people are becoming a lot more aware. Yeah, for sure. But you know, I wouldn't, you know, I personally, I you know. I, Therapy was a big is a big thing for me. Meditation mm -hmm. is a big thing for me now. Um, but then also just your daily habits. Yeah. 
and and how how that can kind of cultivate um good i don't know if good mental health is a term but um you know that that you know mentally it, it can help cultivate a mentally strong person yeah um yeah uh i you know but I guess I would also be interested in the diet and, and kind of what are people like Blair and other people we might be bringing on to the show. What are they doing from a diet standpoint? Yeah. Um, you know, what are some of the nutritional habits that they take on? I know I, I bounce up and down. I mean, there's things that I've eliminated out of my diet, you know, like sodas. And um, I, I but at the end of the day, I, I, I mean, I don't I don't go to McDonald's and get a Big Mac. But you still snack. And I still shit. snack. Right. You're still a still snacker. snacker. <laughs> and I snack snack. Yeah, you snack snack. <laughs> uh, snack snack snack. <laughs> but you know, I, I think overall I'm still healthy. I think I'm overall healthy. You are. I don't think that, you know, I'm not an unhealthy person, but I definitely think that there's some things, especially as we as I get older, um, that I need to kind of consider. For sure. Right, from a diet standpoint. And then working out. I mean, I've always worked out. I, I used to have much more of a better regimen. Um, today it, it's kind of, uh, you know, every, you know, I'll go two or three days and then I'll go two or two days without, and then jump back in a day, you know, two days and then take two days off. You know, it's not as, it's not as regimented as I'd like it to be. Yeah. But I also think that, you know, I'd like to hear what, you know, I, some, what are other people doing? Um, what are they focusing on? Yeah. Right. Cause I remember when I first, when I was younger going to the gym, it was, you know, I was going just because. You know, I wanted to be strong. I wanted to get lift weights. Lift weights. I, yeah. I don't even think I had a goal yeah. in mind. I mean, it was a it was a it was a daily and weekly goal, right? It was I, I want to lift more weight. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Definitely. Fitness, diet, mental health. Some of the really strong points that we will be discussing in season two. And uh, this has been our recap of season one. Be less petty about relationships. Um, if you guys have or have not been following me, really doesn't matter. Go on Be Less Petty TV on YouTube. That is full, active, in effect right now. Yes, every Tuesday I come out with Tiny Tip Tuesday, which is giving you a tip on how to live your life a little less petty. And every Friday-ish, <laughs> I say Friday-ish because sometimes those videos come out early Saturday morning. But those videos are um, the Be Less Petty content. This particular month of February, we are talking all about self-care. Last month was, to piggyback off of the podcast, was all about relationships. And so they're really, really cool videos where I'm just sharing all of this information that I've acquired over the years. I am a self-help sponge. Anybody that knows me know that I just literally engulf myself in self-help books. I listen to a lot of of audiobooks, a lot of podcasts. I'm one of those kind of people that don't even listen to music in my car unless I'm in there with someone else. And that's just to be respectful, to not force them into a, you know, a self-evaluation mode that they're not ready to be in. So, and that's the only reason why I do that. So I am re really willing and ready and, um, able and capable at this point in my life where I've gotten to to be able to share this information so please follow the movement on how to live a less petty life be less petty tv is all about being less petty with your time space and energy same thing with this podcast so hopefully you guys are um soaking up some of this love that I'm trying to give out and being a little less petty in your life do you have any final thoughts or anything honey mm -mm. Mm -mm. <laughs> 
Gosh, I love this guy. Uh, follow me online, uh, kellyhoward.com. Make sure you follow me on Instagram, at Kelly Howard. If you don't know how to spell my name, why are you listening to my podcast? No, I'm just kidding. It's K-E-L-L-Y-E, like Kanye, but Kelly Howard, H-O-W-A-R-D, even though it's really true. But Howard, H-O-W-A-R-D, and you can also follow my husband at Takeo, T-A-K-E-O underscore J-U-E. Oh, my God. <laughs> I forgot what my <laughs> You was like, what? <laughs> it was like a blank. Uh, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in, and we will see you back here in season two. Hey, bye. Bye. <laughs> A very special thank you to Lisa Beasley, our producer with She Funny, as well as Teresa Stewart. Her company is Colored. She's responsible for all of our new branding and design and cards against humanity for this donated studio space.